culture duplicates in its likeness, right? So if it's just you, Jay, if there's one of you, two of you, three of you, four of you, whatever it might be, or 500 of you, you are duplicating in your likeness. If your culture's broken, you're broken. Go to work and just take responsibility. When you see that guy in the mirror, take responsibility because your culture is a direct byproduct of you. Your business is not a pyramid. It's a round table where every voice should matter. You're listening to the Culture Camp Podcast, where we believe that if you build your dream team, anything is possible. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organizations. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Here is your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Cam. I'm super excited about this episode. I got Michael McHenry, the CEO of the McHenry Let's Group. Go. Welcome. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm, thank I'm, you uh, so much for being on dude, here. Dude, I'm honored, bro. It's My, uh, so fun to be back here. When I say back here, obviously like in front of you, ready to chop it up. You're a super cool dude. Really, really interesting guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are the CEO of the McHenry Group. The McHenry yeah. Group owns about 100 restaurants. Well, we've opened. Opened about 100 uh, well, restaurants. Through my career, we're knocking on that door for sure. Okay. But right now we currently have a handful of brands that okay. we're operating. Yeah. yeah, one of them is my favorite. Shout out to Dirty Bird. It's legit. <laughs> uh, let's Good chicken go. Yeah, Bird and Gang, baby. My wife's favorite Sunday's best, which yes, I want to talk about a lot on this podcast because it is called cool. Culture Camp and yeah, we sure. talk a lot about culture and I know you've built an amazing culture sure. in all of your Thank brands you. and I Thank know you. that your brands are legit. And <laughs> But I, I kind of want to go take it back to how did Michael McHenry get into the restaurant business? That's kind of been your thing. And yeah, I yeah. saw... And like, like you can give more detail. I saw yeah. that you're like top, you're like a top one of the restaurant tour concept tours in the nation. Thank you. Like I saw, yeah. you, know, I saw you, you did a little, <laughs> little shout out there. Yeah. Um, but let's take it back, man. How'd you get in the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. So it's wild. I think here, here's, here's how it can really run with culture camp as well. And, and Jason, it's amazing to see you putting this platform together to want to interview entrepreneurs and others that are just doing it maybe differently or they're progressive and, and pushing, I think beyond the norm, right? You're pushing right. the boundaries to do things a bit differently. And the reality is, especially under these conditions, right? The tough laboring conditions, the societal pressures, the things that are out there, like people want to be a part of something, right? Right, And that's very much what culture is about. Like sure. I belong there. Right. I want some of that. Right. I, I believe in that. And if we go all the way back pre-restaurant, that's just been a part of who I am. Like I've always brought this type of energy. I've right. always been big and engaging. I've always been, I think, high-performing and whether that be in professional sports or in jobs or opportunities, I wasn't the best student right. <laughs> by any means because I just, I wanted the classroom. I wanted to be the teacher, For sure. right? I, right? I wanted to be in the front of the room and not just to be disruptive, but I really felt like maybe that at that young age, I had something to either show or project or maybe learn and, and share. And so, the restaurant business for me, dude, happened by accident. Really? <laughs> yeah. And um, this is where a bit of our families like have, right. you know, we have some, yeah, some history, some yeah, ethos there, right? And obviously like your dad being one of the early investors in and uh, franchisees in the Costa Vida brand. And that was the start for me. The start for me was in that brand. And that day it was Costa Azul, as you may remember. Yep, I do and remember then it obviously that. we went through the name change and the yep. evolution, but I got approached by the original kind of founding partners of Costa Vida. And they came to me before they'd opened the, the first location there and said, hey, we see that you have what we're looking for. 
And it wasn't my experience. It wasn't, I'd never worked in a restaurant, dude. I was a consumer at best. I was right. like a fat kid at heart, <laughs> man. Yeah, back then I was most definitely shredded in great shape. But right. leading up to that, it was like, dude, if it's fried, dude, I can dip it in salsa or sauce. I'm eating it, Hell right? Yeah. And so right. burritos, tacos, chips, queso, all that shit. Never that was down like your alley. right down my alley. Right. But they came to me and said, hey, you have a presence. Like you have the ability to get people to believe in you, to follow you, to you're a leader. Right. And, and you do it with a really just an energy. And what that translates to is like lifestyle. Right. And they knew that they had the sweet pork. They knew they had the tomatillo. But right. I think what they knew that they really needed was a way, how do we make, how do we make a difference? How do right. we separate ourselves from Cafe Rio, from others in the industry? And we're like, right. we're going to make it lifestyle. We're going to make it Baja. We're going to make it surf. We're going to make it feel like, you know, Baja Mexico and, and bring the surf and the vibe and the fun. And I think that's really where I got my opportunity is they came to me and said, you know, basically we want you to be the guy and we know you have no restaurant experience. So zero wow. restaurant experience got into this. And really it was just my energy and my presence. I think my personality and right. ability to just dude smile alongside a sweet pork burrito. And what you do, really like you started. have incredible energy. The first yeah. time I met you at your restaurant in yeah. Sunday's Best when I was with, you know, a guy behind sure. the camera, Murphy. Yeah, yeah. We had to go grab some stuff. Sure. And I'm like, man, this, I've heard so much about you. I've seen you all over the place. I've seen you on podcasting, all yeah, over yeah, social sure. media. You know, Dirty Bird was uh, just literally like a block yeah. from my house. Centerville, up here. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's a, Dirty Bird was right here. I mean, Clearfield. Oh, Clearfield. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah, I yeah. meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, like, I'm just like, man, I, so much about this guy. I've never ran <laughs> yeah. into him. And it's like, yeah, and then cool. I've always wanted to. And then Murphy's like, hey, man, we got to stop by and meet Michael. I'm like, cool. dude, this is sick because I'm, yeah. I respect, because I'm familiar with the restaurant game. Sure. And it's really cool to meet you that you're doing all of these cool things and like, yeah, cool. like trend setting and brand setting Industry, in the restaurant man, yeah. business. And it's cool. I mean, and right when I met you, dude, the energy, like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, started talking and you like right up there started yeah. talking to me, engaging with me. And I'm like, man, yeah. this dude is a cool, cool Thank guy. You. And, you know, I really respect that because I, I, I care more about people and how they are than, you know, kind of their history sure. and really how much money they make. Cause that really doesn't mean a lot. Listen, to me. We like don't want to do business with dickheads. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And I, you know, I hate that. I'm like, that's why like, I wanted you to get on this, yeah, this podcast please. so bad because you have created something that's unbelievable and literally like changing Utah. I mean, I don't like, it is definitely changing <laughs> go, Utah. I mean, go. dude, yeah. you're crushing Thank it. You. So when you started doing Costa Vida, you know, how long were you there? And like, what yeah. was like the most impactful thing you think that you did at Costa Vida? Yeah. So I was there obviously from like one location to many. And I think the biggest thing, one, I learned an incredible amount, right? I had great mentors, great leaders, great people around me. But a lot of it too was like baptism by fire. It was like build the plane in flight, right? right? That, that business started with an idea and it was like, go figure out how and to roll burritos. Quick. Like, I mean, it was, it was quick. like overnight, Yeah, right? It was overnight. And then obviously we... We grew and we had our struggles like every other business and you get one open, you get two open, you get three open. All of a sudden you're crushing it at five. You're like, what the hell are we doing? Right. <laughs> and then at seven, you're like, okay, we're on top. And at 10, you're just pushing. And, and the kind of the big learning, big takeaway, the big opportunity inside of that too, was just when I got into it, man, I fell in love with it. Right. And I fell in love with it for this reason, Jay. So I can sit at this table and we can talk about your business and my business and the impact that we've made, the reward that we made, the fruitful byproduct that, that follows it, the family, the friends, the vacations, the opportunities, all of that stuff that's awesome right. that we've worked our asses off for. There, it was an interesting dynamic because the food business provides you the immediate opportunity to work with every walk of life. And when you're a culture king, right? <laughs> right or you truly believe that you build your brands and your visions through other people, very few industries, if any, right? are as kind of broad and as diverse in background and life 
than the restaurant business. Oh, that, that makes so much sense because you really can't choose who comes into your restaurant. Think, it, it's think everybody. About it. Like your father, right? With, with Randy, right? Think of, I have the opportunity to engage with him, right? right? Successful. Dude, 20 years ago, dude, your dad was a heavy hitter, right? right? I've not seen him for right. over 10. Which he you know? prefers. Yeah, but- <laughs> He likes to be in the shadows. But the reality is like, he was a heavy hitting entrepreneur before I think we even knew to use the term entrepreneur, right? right? Like that's how long, and you look at that and say, hey, I had the opportunity to work directly or indirectly with successful individuals in those early developmental years of mine. I got that opportunity to work with that single mom who's raising her family and, and working the service line to you know, the high school kid, this is their first job to, right. hey, he just moved to the US on a work visa and this is his first opportunity to you know, the, the eighth year law school student at BYU. Right. Right. It was like the, the variety of those talents. So many people. All in, literally, it's just like one big ass melting pot. Right. And dude, that's what really supercharged me on like lifestyle brands and culture is that they hired me for energy. I actually learned how to lead teams in that way. Really? And the restaurant industry is just this amazing, again, I'm using melting pot as, as a way to, to, to articulate this. Right. But the restaurant business is just, so damn cool because of the variety and diversity of the very people right. that show up and, and champion your missions and visions every day. It's a crazy industry because there's yeah. so many types of food. And like one, you know, Mexican restaurant can be so much different than the other Mexican restaurant. Totally. And like what you're doing on flavor of like, you've made chicken badass. <laughs> like you've made <laughs> these chickens. Go, baby. Similar, like I mean, chicken that's, there badass. was hundreds of iterations, iterations of that sandwich before we ever brought it to market. Really? like hundreds. And as you know, that you may know that brand opened six weeks pre-pandemic. I yeah. started working on the, the original vision for chicken for me, for fried chicken and hot chicken sandwiches started sometime in 2013. I put all the branding in place and a lot of the intellectual property, the things that we designed and developed in 2017. And then I shelved it until literally January of 2020 oh. and saw an opportunity, brought it to market. And as you've seen, it just went nuts. Yeah. Then went nuts because- we not only nailed flavor profiles and chicken and the things that are there that are expected, known right. and unknown around flavor profiles and quality, but we brought a brand to the table that are people right. like, hell yeah, I want to eat that sandwich right. and I want to talk about the it. The bird gang. Yeah, the bird yeah. gang. And I'm like, damn, that just is cool. And so right. we knew with branding, you not only in our business, not only does it have to taste good, right. but it has to look good. Exactly. And yeah. like you created, it's funny because, you know, right in the sign out here on Dirty Bird, there was like the bird, like join the bird gang. There was yeah, a big, huge banner. And all totally. Yeah. Like I'm on the, 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 my, my city's Facebook page. Yeah. And what is the bird gang? What is that? <laughs> Who are like, these guys? They're man. like, it's the Dirty Bird, baby. Dirty, like, yeah, let's pretty, go. Like, it's how to hire them. You're part yeah. of the bird gang. And they're yeah. like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, man, that is the coolest branding. Because you give people a reason, right. like a purpose. If we go back to teams, if you go back to neighborhood, you go back as far as you want military, there's so many different groups, so many different societies, so many different opportunities. And with Dirty Bird, there's a little bit like, when I say gang life, it's, I'm not a banger right. by any means. When I talk about gang, it's camaraderie, right. it's brotherhood, it's, a, it's, it's a culture in itself. It's, it's like, I bleed that. Right. I want that. Well, and your employees I see that. are literally wearing their shirts all over the place. Bro, you, like, people are buying. Bro, people are tattooing my brands. Yeah, it's crazy. On them, like it's, dude, I've had people walk up to me years later. Dude, I had one last week. This gal worked for me in Chandler, Arizona many years ago. She got a job with Delta, met her husband in Utah, has been working with Delta now for two or three years, right. lives in Utah, 
And bro, literally she's in my dining room at Sunday's Best last week. And she's telling me this whole ethos and I'm remembering her as this happening at the time. That brand had about a thousand team members in wow. over 20 locations across the country. And so to me, that was, that was a lot for me to be able to not only remember that, but she was so bought in to our culture still that she's sharing with me, like how she tells the story wow. of our orientations and of, of working and how she was able to directly impact her community through the work that she was doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And to see that carry through after many years, my point here is she was sharing a story about one of the individuals in the brand that went and actually had it tattooed on his leg and is still proud of it today. That's incredible. <laughs> I know. That's, I really fully believe that culture is a feeling, yeah. you know, and that's a major part of yeah. it. You have nailed it. <laughs> I mean, when you walk Thanks, into man. your 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 Dirty Bird stores or you walk into Sunday's, but let's talk about Sunday's yeah. best. Yeah. Dude, you have literally a few years ago, brunch was not even a thing in Utah. <laughs> yeah. Now, outside yeah. of outside of it, Utah, it's, 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 a, it's yeah. a thing. Like, yeah, it's expected. We flew to, uh, when, when I went and uh, did a podcast with Bradley, we flew down there, yeah. went to breakfast. There's, yeah. type in breakfast, there's uh, 30 breakfast places that, totally. are, that close at three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, yeah. that's normal. You go to Arizona, Arizona is huge totally. for their breakfast no places. Doubt. Yeah. In Utah, it's like, there, there's not that. Well, and, and Jay, there's a difference between breakfast, right? And right. brunch, right? If I say to you and Mikkel, like, hey, Christy and I, we want to go, we want to go have breakfast. You're like, okay, cool. We're going to go to the park cafe or over the counter or right. wherever we might go or rye. But if I say to you, hey, Jay, grab Mikkel, let's go. Right. We're going to go to brunch. Like, oh shit. Okay. Like, where are we going? Right. What are we going to wear? Who's driving? We're right. drinking. We're not drinking. Right. Like what's on the menu? It, it's right? another level. It's experience. Right. Right. They go like, what, what was it about brunch for me? I, I get asked that question. Why brunch? And I said, because it's experiential because brunch people want to have a great time. For sure. There's, there's like this rewarding essence to it, right? Pop that bottle of champagne, yep. mix up the mocktail, sit down with your friends, enjoy the moment because there's something about that essence Jay, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like to me, it's beautiful. And it doesn't give a shit who you are. Mm. It's just beautiful. So when you walk into a Sunday's best, you talk about feeling. One of the biggest compliments we get there is how that space makes you feel. Then wow. they go, it's delicious, but I like how I feel when I'm here. Right. We get people that literally come in. It's almost therapeutic. They're like, I'm here because it's going to brighten my day. Like a guy like me, dude, I hike. Almost right. every morning, as you might know, yep, and I and you. I do I do huges right like cold plunges. Right. I get in a cold river, I settle in, I carry my breath, and when I jump out, dude, I'm like I'm ignited, I'm invigorated, right? Like liberated, ready to go. And people come to Sunday's best because it makes them feel better in their day. And to me, dude, that's my most sacred work. Dude, you have nailed it because I have heard so much about Sunday's best and my, from my wife. Yeah. I mean, her sure. friend lives right on like 90th South, I think okay. right up the road cool. and yeah. it's super close or yeah. no, on 106. She lives right up 106. Oh shit. Literally okay. So she's like close. my neighbor. Yeah yeah. 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 And I've never been there. I've always wanted yeah. to go there. We always, and you know, my, my teammate, like my, my is employee. Is that the only time you've been there is the time that I yes. met you there? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And so my executives are all like my team are always like, Hey, we're going to brunch here. We're going to, and I'm like, Oh man, I'm not in, not in town. And he's like, Oh, like we're, we have this group that every like two or three weeks, they go to Sunday's best. Yeah. And I've been hearing so much about this. So I probably know them direct, oh, probably, like indirectly. Probably. If they're there they're that there. often, I know them for sure. They're there yeah, all yeah. the time. And they're yeah. a bunch of nurses from one of the hospitals down cool. in gotcha. uh, Salt Lake. And so I'm, I'm when Murphy's like, hey, we're going to go there. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. So I text my wife. I'm like, hey, we're going to go to Sunday's well, best. Well, Murphy was strategic about that because he's like, yo, bro, I'm going to do a photo shoot with his pretty ass at the table with his pancakes <laughs> and champagne hat. Hey, I, I appreciate it, that because no, I got to taste I, it. Hey, man, it looked good too. No, it was it was legit, man. And when I walked, when I literally, when I was walking 
up to the building and, and like your branding and all just the yeah. vibe of it. I think I look I looked at Murphy and I was like, I get it. Yeah. I walked right in through the doors and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I Good. understand yeah. why people want to go there. And you are so right. It's a feeling. It it's a totally different vibe than anything I've ever experienced. Think about there. this in your business, right? What happens in the lot? What happens right. at the curb? Right. The experience for you starts with your inventory. Right. Right. It starts with your inventory on the curb. How does it look? How's it presented? Like what kind of flow, right? What does the schematic look like? Right. What are we, what are we showing? And an old mentor of mine who's actually from Costa Vida said, the experience starts at the curb. Wow. Right. And so every couple of weeks, I'll grab the leadership team, the whole team. We'll literally walk out <laughs> to the curb together. Right. And sometimes it's a power pose. Sometimes it's like a Superman, Superwoman. Right. You know, like you're, you're I've feeling seen those. it. Like we yeah. get out on that curb so that we can just like honor our space, honor our our sacred duty of serving that community super well. Right. But I'll turn around and I'll walk them so that they understand the importance of like why we pay attention to the landscape, parking lot, cleanliness, glass, doors, signage, viewpoints, all the things that are important because today more than ever, people make their decisions long before they buy. Right. Right. Like that kind of impulse thing, even with Instagram, that, that, that ad was strategically placed on you based off of your habits for sure, or the things that you already buy. So when you go, well, I buy an impulse on Instagram. Well, that's actually bullshit. Instagram right. knows that you do that or they know what you want to <laughs> buy. So they show you things that they know you'll click through and buy for sure. And it's a similar thing for us. Like we have to create an experience just like you do for your guests in your business or your potential customer that, we have to get them to commit. Right. And in our business and how I articulate that is long before first bite. Right. Wow. And so what's the way to do that? Oftentimes curb appeal. Oftentimes what you're seeing in advance. But to us, we go, we sell essence. Right. Bro, we sell the experience of brunch to you. Right. Before you've ever experienced. Like you're saying, hey, dude, I keep hearing about it. I've been invited a ton of times, but I never ate there. And then all of a sudden I walked in, I go, oh shit. Now I yeah. understand. 100%. Why? Michael, Tyler, and his team, why they've been able to create this is because we've done it with that level of intent. And it's insane because they're like every attention to detail is incredible <laughs> to like Thank walk you, in man. and the experience, people yeah. greeting. And like, then I'm like, oh man, shit, they got Dom Perignon Moses. What's up with this? Like, that's crazy. I'm like, just that next level of experience that it's not just your, it used to have like, you have pancake, like things like, but yeah. it's, 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 not, it's not a diner, dude. No, it's, it's not, not a diner. diner. But, it, it, it's but you so can much have, more. And you can have that. Right. What's important when you talk about culture, what we're talking a lot about too is brand, right? Sure. And when you talk about like every detail matters, I go, listen, the big difference between a business and a brand is that brands are built in the details. Right. Brands give you layers of things to think about and to feel. Brands give you layers, right? Businesses just give you optics, right? Sure. But brands give you layers. Right. And one thing that we knew was critically important to the success of this brand is that you could come in and get a truck stop breakfast and a drip coffee, right? right? You can come in and get a two egg, pick your protein, get your toast, get your potatoes and grab a, a drip coffee. Right. But we also knew that we wanted the opportunity for you to order those freshly flown in oysters. Right. And a bottle of, you know, 2010 vintage Dom. So sure. you choose. I got a bottle right there. And <laughs> I love it. they have to coexist. Right. And dude, that is something that is important, I think, for your listeners as well, is that you can create an environment where they can coexist, right. right? Where you can come into Sunday's Best and have a $15 experience, right? and you can come into Sunday's Best and have a $1,500 experience and do it two tables away, and it feels like it's home to both. And it feels like it's the same experience, and you get the same service. That's one thing that I've 100%. noticed is your 
culture and what you've created in, in about customer service and in, in your team members is like I've never seen before. Even when I've been in, because shit, your freaking drive-through line is hella long because <laughs> the freaking whole entire city is trying to go yeah. there. So Thank I've you. been out there and they're like, hey, we're so sorry, like this and that. Like they're, they're just like, we appreciate you. Like literally, I appreciate you so much for coming here. Thank yeah, you so much. Have totally. you tried? Have you been here before? <laughs> Asking me questions while I'm yeah. kind of, you know, waiting. Sure. And I'm like, man, like, I don't, I'm not even mad. Yeah. Because this is, Listen, like the experience I'm getting is is more than a chicken sandwich. Like if it was just here's your bag and see it, totally. But this lady it's and lifestyle. she's there all the time. I see her all the time, <laughs> and she's just like, "How are you doing? Hey, good to see you again." I'm like, yeah. "I come here too much. If you know that I'm, but have it's you, literally have you been right to my like house. a Dutch Bros. Yeah, have you been to a, it's a, yeah. like you go through a Dutch Bros. and it's it's conversational. Yep. And the reality is, is of course we love that from a like uh, kind of B to C, like that that kind of uh, customer relations right. uh, type opportunity. But for us, from a business standpoint, that conversation gives us time. Right. Right. Now we want to be thoughtful and participating and engaging, but that that conversation gives the kitchen, gives the right. ops like it's not just an awkward, an extra like, mon- like dude, another dude, minute dude. or two minutes. Because what yeah. we know is we have to share the weight, and if we can entertain that through conversation, we have a thoughtful two minute conversation. Not only does that go, wait, these guys really care about the business. Right. It also goes, hey. <laughs> We also have more time in the kitchen and hopefully what we've earned and we will learn with you is that you've become a part of our gang, right? You've become a part of what we're doing. Right. And so when you take that to Sunday's best, although none of us are here on scholarship, right? right? It's very clear what the goals and expectations are for us to perform at on a daily basis. But the reason that you get the same type of service, whether you're buying a 300 or $400 bottle of champagne or you're buying a $5 mimosa, right. but you get the same experience is because to us, it's all experience creation. To us, it's number of people and experiences we create. The fruitful byproduct happens to be the economics that follow us creating the most furthering experience possible. Wow. And we we coach that. It's why we don't wow. ever want you to feel like you're not spending enough money or that you're spending too much money or right. you're not spending enough time or you're spending too much time at the table. And as we get to better understand a bit of the, of the psyche of our guests, right? When you come in multiple times, we build a profile. And pretty soon we know that Jason wants 2010 Dom. Really? We, pretty soon we know that Jason starts the majority of his meals with, with a beignet and he always likes his steak well done, even though we always encourage it to be medium wet or right. medium rare, whatever that might be. We build a bit of the profile. So it allows us to better serve you. If we realize that you come in mostly on your own, then it helps us understand that, hey, you're going to sit at the bar top, right? right. Like we have a, I would say like a higher profile customer or a client. He uh, is the lead singer of a very relevant brand. Very, very well. They've That's been, they've best. been, yeah, Sunday's best. Okay. They've been a heavy hitter for a long time. He's an absolute badass. And when he's on stage, dude, his stage presence is nuts. And he's a rock star. I'm talking arena style badass, right? right? This guy fills arenas. But when he comes to Sunday's best, dude, he's like a hat on, quiet, reserved, and sits by himself at the bar. Really? Right? And so, but he's also a superstar. So right. when people see him, they like want to take photos. They, you know, we're going to encourage that kind of stuff, but we create an environment for him where people don't have a lot of access to him. He doesn't get kind of overwhelmed. We just treat him as we would anybody else. My point here is we start to understand that profile because early with some of our A-list guests or celebrities and others, we'll give them premium seats and those types of things. And then all of a sudden we find that he actually doesn't want to sit at that large round table in the center of the dining room and feel like a VIP. He actually wants to sit at the bar top by himself and eat egg whites and uh, avocado slices and salsa on the side and right. just be low key. And my my whole point here is 
part of being able to curate a certain culture and an environment, you have to be wildly obsessed with what your guest wants, not what you want. Boom. Not what you want. Wow. And we as business owners, Jay, we, we want to do what we want, right? right. Like, and if you're really going to build a business that makes people feel the way that you feel when you experience one of my brands, all your focus is on you, right. on the guest and not on your business. Right. That's so powerful because you have nailed that you are not in the restaurant business. You are in the people business. Dude, hundred percent. You're here to literally I'm serve in the food men. business because of that. Right. Bro, I like, I'm not a traditional restaurateur. I guarantee there's many people that will sit at this table, possibly, that know more about cheese and wine than I do. Right. I'm not passionate about those things. Right. I'm passionate about you picking my space to eat that cheese and drink that wine. It's like a proud moment, right? Like Dude. when I see one of my trailers rolling down the road yeah. and it's like my my tire cover on the back of it, I'm taking pictures, I'm sending people. Yeah. That's so sick. And when you're sitting there at Sunday's Best and it's packed and you got a yeah. line, you're like, I mean, you you have, there's gotta be like a proud moment of like, look what, like, look what we've created. Bro, every one of my brands that I either have a direct vested interest in its success today or not, I feel the exact same way. Wow. And I'll use this example, right? For those listening in, right? You have a puppy. Right. I saw this happen when I walked in the door, right? Millie, right? That, right, yep. Millie. When I walked in, she was stoked. Like she's, she didn't jump on me, but she ran right up to me. She's like, she's loving me, right? She's right. getting all the, all the endorphins, right? Are happening for her. And dude, I'm telling you, it's how I feel when people walk through my door. Really? I know, right? I don't know how many dealerships there are. I know there's thousands and thousands of them. Right. But in Utah, there are 4,700 operating restaurants and bars in Utah. There's only 3.3 wow. 3 million people, bro. This place is not big. Right. So when you walk through my door and pick our, our ricotta pancakes and our champagne or our right. honey pepperoni or our dirty bird, right? Right. Or our hamachi or whatever it might be, it's 4,700 to one and we're not fucking it up. Right. No, oh, that is. And so to me, it's like, when wow. I feel that way. When you come through the door, dude, I'm like, even right now, I, yeah. it's not, it's, this is not animation, right? This is, this is reality. And I never take that for granted ever. Wow. If you're listening to this, repeat that, repeat that, repeat that, because that is so important that that's incredible because it's so many people miss that. So many people. Miss we that. fuck it up, dude. And I, and I hope it's okay to say it that way, but we fuck this up because we think it needs to be more complicated right. than just making people happy. Right. And it's not, dude. That trailer, make people like proud of your tire cover, of your sticker, of your brand. Dude, when I see some of the old school Costa Vida shirts out there, mm -hmm. and I saw one within the last few weeks, I was driving up Broadway, and I had just left Max Place downtown, super right. rad executive club. And I'm driving up, up uh, Broadway, and I look over, dude, and the dude's got one of the original like, like I'm talking like 05, 06 Utah jazz collabs, right? It's really? got the 2005 or 2006, like circle jazz logo. Yep. And then it's got like the green, orange, blue logo on the back. Yeah. Very vivid. And I saw that dude. And I'm literally like, I'm getting goosebumps telling you about it right now. No shit. Because I'm like, dude, it felt like I'm standing there in Orem dude, like serving burritos, dude, hustling Tres Leches, like right. just doing Remember our the thing. the longboard popsicles? Totally, up, man. Yeah. Like it just, and that doesn't go away. I don't believe it goes away for the right people. The people that understand like right. how important that is to our success. Well, you're and, making a difference. Dude. I, I mean, and, it's, and it sounds so yeah. silly because it's just, people can say, <laughs> this is just food, but you are literally making a difference. You are like, and it sounds so crazy. You are changing people's days. You're changing the course of how happy they were. Man, they like when I'm having a bad day, I can totally, if I lived 
yeah. you know, five minutes from Sunday's best. I'd be like, I'm going to go to Sunday's best and have a mimosa or something. And that's Let's go just, just like that. That place is a 15 year overnight success of so many failures and a handful of big wins. Right. And it's why I'm unwilling to do it any other way than what I believe that we're doing. And can, how many people out there serve pancakes, right? right. How many people out there serve uh, champagne? Right. But it's like when you walk in, honestly, what makes you feel the way you feel is the environment and how people are engaging, how right. it's managed, right? How we protect that environment. Those are the things that you're picking up on. For sure. That like, those are the things that go, oh shit, these guys, right. these, these gals, they know. They know what's expected. They know how to execute this on a daily basis. Right. So how do you train that? Like if you're, when you're building, I got a couple yeah. questions because I yeah, kind of want to get in. Yeah. More, like how, first couple questions and they're, they're big questions. Yeah, so first, when you're creating a brand, yeah, you know, what goes into that? And then another <laughs> big part of that yeah, yeah. is how do you execute the culture? Because yeah. in my experience yeah. and probably your experience, there is a big disconnect between quote unquote corporate. Yeah. Totally. Or the managers, the bosses, and what they say and what actually gets executed. And I feel yeah. when I walk, I mean, I've tested this in multiple yeah. restaurants. Sure. It is you duplicated like a yeah. thousand times. And what, yeah. I mean, it's incredible because I'm like, they, they're executing yeah. what, Mi you. what Michael is telling me <laughs> at these parties is, real. is yeah. exactly what's going on. How, yeah. so when you, let's, let's start yeah. with it. When you're creating a brand, what yeah. goes into that? So, so for one, there's layers and layers and layers of this architecture. Here is one big difference, right? People believe because they have great resources, money, talent, you know, creative, that they're going to build a great brand. Right. Right. And we talked about this already, like great brands are built in the feelings and the details. Right. So most people build good business thinking it's going to be a great brand. Right. So the first thing you have to realize is that there's a big difference between building a business, corporate or not. Right. There's a big difference between building a business and building a brand. Here's the first thing. When you're going to go out and seek and create a true brand, you have to create essence in advance. You got to get really clear on what this brand is going to do for people. Right. Right. And so you have to, well, that's moments, experiences, environments, flavor profiles, uh, rewards, feelings. Right? right. So for me, the first thing I always do when I'm building any new brand is I, I create that picture in advance. I create really? how it's going to make you feel when you're at the table. And dude, I can almost like touch it, taste it, see it, feel it. I mean, so many brands now, I'm going to say that I'm not, I'm in the business of just like building a bunch of brands for the sake of building right. brands. The reason our stuff works, the reason that TMG has the success it does, the reason that we have these viable exits, the reason that we continue to sustain our brands over time is because we get really clear right. <laughs> on what we're building and we pursue it with unwavering pursuit. Like we never give up on that vision. So right. when it comes to brand building, You've got to get wildly clear on the essence of that brand in advance. And don't ever go to launch before you are radically clear on that. And whether that, I don't care what business you're in, right? right. If it's, you're into clothing, you're into shoes, you're into photography, you're into dealerships, you're into whatever it might be. If you want to build a brand, you have to build an essence in advance of that brand and understand how it's going to make people feel and how you're going to see people engage in that product. Right. And then you build a framework around it to bring it to life. Man, how? <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. And I know that we could talk about this totally. for days. Yeah. How long is your average, basically, concept to reality? You know, first dig or reality. Yeah. yeah, concept to reality. Because <laughs> I know some people, yeah. they get out like analysis, you know, paralysis yeah. by analysis. 
and they have this idea and they don't really know what to do and they don't do this and they don't do that and blah, 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 blah. And then years go down the road and they still have this idea. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you want to like just make it happen, but you got to execute it the right way. Yeah. So there's two things in there, right? I think the first one that I want to, cause you're, there's two points I want to make right. from what you, what you just kind of asked in a sense. The first one is there isn't a certain time frame. Like when you say, Hey, M, how long does it take you from ideation to market? Some brands can happen in a matter literally of months. And some things I'm literally just internalizing, right? right? Like I had the original vision for Sunday's best. Its original name was early bird. And here's, here's an interesting ethos for you. Dirty Bird is a direct byproduct of what you're experiencing at Sunday's Best, meaning that the vision for Sunday's Best came before Dirty Bird. Really? It was originally called Early Bird. Okay. And when I originally put that vision together, I wanted to justify the economics of having a space that would close or not close at 3 p.m. You have a 5,000 square foot restaurant. You're going to close it every single day at three o'clock. Right. Well, economically, it seemed like a poor decision. So I'm going, wait a minute, early in my, in my decks to go pitch money. And this is years ago. I'm going, no, we're going to be early bird from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., a little more Southern style, very similar hospitality you're catching now, similar menu, but not the same. And then at five o'clock, we're going to reopen, change, the signage is going to change. We're going to dim the lights. We're going to ice the buckets and we're going to be dirty bird at night. Okay. Right. And then all of a sudden when that pandemic's revving up and I'm seeing this opportunity and, and the kind of the, the chicken sandwich battles are happening, I'm right. seeing the hot chicken is super hot. I'm like, oh shit, I got to bring Dirty Bird to market now. That vision's too good. And so we brought Dirty Bird to market before we brought Sunday's Best to market. And it was still going to be named Early Bird, right? Right. So I'm driving down the road. I'm giving, I'm giving the, the listeners a real life example of what it means to know your essence in advance before you build your brand. I'm driving down the road. It's now two and a half, it's two years ago, two and a half years ago. I'm driving down the road, dude. And the Surface, his song comes on, Sunday Best. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that song? It's crazy. And I'm driving, bro. And I'm listening to this song. And all of a sudden I'm like, that's it. I'm naming it Sunday's Best and I'm opening it. It's it. That song fully encapsulates the whole energy of what you experience at Sunday's Best. When you go listen to that song I'll, now. I'll listen to it for sure. By Surfaces, it's called Sunday Best. Not Sundays. It's called Sunday Best. And you will literally go, holy shit. When I listen to that song driving down the road, I pulled over. I wrote it down. Right? Then I found it on Apple again. I saved it. And then I just listened to it for like two or three times in a row. And I went, it's done. I called my partner, Chef Tyler Stokes. I said, dude, I have the name. And then I called the team or I called our legal team. Well, I called the ops team or uh, right. uh, my creative partner. And I said, reach out to our legal team and find out if those marks are available. We bought all the assets. We got after it. And then we just pulled it close to the chest. And then we spent the next like seven or eight months building it together. So my point here is, you just never really know, right? I never expected Dirty Bird to stand on its own. Right. I expected Dirty Bird to be the byproduct of our brunch business to activate the economics to the night business. Right. And then saw an opportunity for it. So we deployed it differently, right? I never expected Sunday's Best to be called Sunday's Best. I expected to be Early Bird, but Early Bird never really, like, it wasn't clear enough for me to grab it and run with it, Jay. Wow. But once Sunday's Best hit, dude, I'm all, fuck it's it, like, that's um, it. And I'm clear. Right. And bro, people love it as much as I love that song. Right. Right. They're coming in concert in September, bro. And I need those guys in my dining Heck room. Yeah. Right. I'm Make like, dude, I'm damn sure. near like, it's like, it's, they're like at the complex or something. I'm right. like, shit, dude, maybe I'll buy every ticket to the show. <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to indirectly sponsor this fucking thing, right. you know? So, dude, you see that. Right. right. And you, you see that when it comes to brand building, dude, there's, to me, it is just, it's like intuition, right. right? It tells me when it's time. 
you had another question in there. I want to answer this. We're like, hey, so many people, they sit on it, they years and years and it festers and they, they work on it. I have a Michael McHenryism, dude. We call it, it's, a, it's literally our number two maxim at the McHenry Group, right? Which is 70% right, 110% sure. Right. Like we don't let the crazy detail that we love so much get in the way of deploying our visions. We build shit in advance because you fast fail, fast failing only happens when you're at market. Right. Fast failing never happens in ideation on that whiteboard. Right. Right. Those are just good ideas or bad ideas. And you don't know either one yet until you go to market. Right. So to us, like we just don't hang back on shit. I can't tell you when I'm ready to bring the right brand to market, but I can tell you when it comes to being clear on our direction, we get after it. That's huge. Right? We get after it. So what, before you answer like how you execute the culture, because I don't want to get to that, what would be, if someone's trying to start a brand or yeah, yeah. start something, what would be the biggest piece of advice you give them? Or what would bro, you tell them? Bro, like, hey, that's man, big. Like, hey man, I'm, I'm going to start a brand today. What, what would you, what advice would you give me? I would say the first thing is, do you understand clearly the, the difference between a brand and a business? I think a lot of people want to build a business Right. And think they should build a brand or a lot of people want to build a brand, but they build a business. Right. Right. And so there's a big difference between brand because brand is about people for sure. Right. Brand is about people. And so I would say first and foremost, make sure that you're very clear on why you want to build a brand, because I think oftentimes it's tugging on people. They want to be a business owner. They want to be an entrepreneur. They want to bring something to market. And there's just a difference right. between a brand and a business. And so I would say the biggest piece of advice is just know the difference. Yeah. Know the difference. And that's great because yeah. I think that there is a huge difference in people like, like how we've kind of said before, like the branding is a feeling and there's yeah. businesses out there. That are just, they're just businesses. Yeah, and, totally. And but, I have nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then there's restaurants that are just totally. restaurants, right? Totally. But, but you have created not just a restaurant, it's different a way. feeling, which, yeah. which is incredible. So yeah. going to the culture, how yeah. have you been able to instill this culture? <laughs> I guess, you know, crazy question. Where did yeah. it come from? Yeah. Why, you know, with the customer service, like I'm, I'm very interested in that because this is culture camp. People listen to this to learn that, like, you know, let's roll on that. So this is one of those things where ignorance is truly bliss. So I'm going to give a personal example. Then I'm going to give you the experience, more sophisticated, you know, side. For me, it truly was a reality that the only thing I knew when I got into business was people. So there was nothing to distract me. Right. It was my biggest muscle, bro. It was my greatest recipe. It was my greatest method. Okay. Right. So I didn't come from the business learning how to like take my passion for tacos and get people to eat them. I had to take my passion for people and get them to eat tacos. Wow. Right. And that's that's where our success is. Our success is started with the engagement and the byproduct follows, right? right? Whether that be the burrito, the taco, the pancake, like we talked before. And so for me, I think it was reversed based off of just my experience. And I think my smart ass bosses and mentors and your dad's old partners, dude, they saw that they're really Really? smart. They saw that in advance. And so that was the first one for me was that I recognized that just my own ignorance or own an experience gave me a crazy advantage to start with people before product. That, that's huge. So when you're opening stores yeah. and we can kind of get into the details, like what is your processes? Yeah. How do you instill, what is number one to your employees? Like I know that yeah. it's probably customer yeah. service, but how do you get them to buy into it? Because you yeah. have had, it's, it's really hard for people <laughs> to buy into it. And you yeah. have had you know, every, everybody I've met yeah. buy into it. How well, do you do and, that? It starts with making your North Star wildly bright and clear. Like anyone who works on our teams today understands that we are wildly obsessed with the guest and that we understand that our sole purpose for being here 
is to be the best part of someone else's day, no matter what. Like, so you have shitty days, you're out. Like for us, we realize that everyone has a shitty day. Every, shit happens to us. You get cheated on, you get divorced, you get sued, you, you're broke, your power gets turned off, you get in a car accident, you're, a family member is dying, you know, your dog is sick. All like this shit happens. Right. But we teach inside of our cultures how to make the decision to be your best right. on a daily basis. A huge That's part huge. of our meetings with our teams. You see it, dude. I hike with my teams. I boat with my teams. Yep. I work out with my teams. I spend time. I break bread with my teams. And the reason I do that is not because we're talking about labor performance and revenue performance and our metrics that keep us in business day to day that our ops teams drive day in and day out and the performance to our plan. I'm helping people better understand and build greater awareness in themselves not just right. our leaders, our staff. I help our staff see that they can maximize their own potentials. It helps with their decision-making and it helps with their discipline. And so we build cultures where it's kind of like this real life experience for people to be their best versions right. and get paid for it. Right. And so making that North Star wildly clear, which is be the absolute best part of someone else's day. And in our brands from experience creation, they just buy in. And the ones that don't buy in, dude, they just spin out. That's so good. Right? And we have, trust me, dude, there's plenty of people that can fill this room right now. They go like, I would never work for that guy. Right. Right. I, I don't want to be my best version. Right. Or it was exhausting. Like, the pressure to be your best was right. exhausting like, dude, for me. Dude, it's food. I can just serve it. Like, totally. why are you making me do all this stuff? Dude, and that, that, that happens, you're out. Like, you're just out. Because that doesn't right. happen with us. Right? What happens with us to go like, I understand that that burrito, that that pancake, that that pizza, that that hamachi is nothing more than a conduit to creating the most furthering experience possible. Dude, it's connectivity for us. And so we start there and we end there and we don't let anything else get in the way. Right. And so when I'm there, dude, I'm our biggest cheerleader. When I'm on the floor, dude, I'm high five and I'm understanding I'm resourcing, but I'm making sure that our chins are up, dude, and our chest is out. Right. Because we know and don't know what people are dealing with on a daily basis. For sure. Like how many restaurants are truly building cultures that when people walk through the door, they're like, our goal is to make you have the best day possible. And so many are just like, yes, thank you. Like get through the line next. Hey, number 377 or hey, Michael, come to the front. You know, like whatever right. it might be. Are you walking? You're like, Jay. Murphy, I mean, if you're rolling with Murphy, you must be a good guy and you're high five and you're talking the next thing you know, you're building a relationship. And when you teach your layers that, like for instance, our concierge, which are what most brands call hosts and hostess, like our concierge, which is very much what a concierge is for you. When you travel, you walk in, concierge have your needs covered. Well, our host stand are concierge. They have your needs covered. Wow, that's incredible. And literally right when I walked in there, I think I saw... Like, well, like Murphy's introduced me to people, but man, everybody came up to me. And then I was like, Hey, you, you and Murph, what's going on? Like, I'm like, well, I'm just, yeah. I'm just here, man. Like it, it was such a cool experience. And so one thing I want to ask is if someone is struggling with culture yeah, and they're a business owner, a manager, a CEO, whatever, yeah. like, what do you do when you go into the stores? Cause I think that's important. A yeah. lot of people, sure. you know, how we call it in our company, like a nonverbal, like yeah. if you look like you're having a shitty day, yeah, yeah. that just like is <laughs> contagious on everybody. Yeah, totally. But if you're having a shitty day, but you come in with the biggest smile, like I've never yeah. seen you not smiling <laughs> at everything I've yeah, ever yeah. seen you. What would you tell a, a person? This is what you need to do on a daily basis. This is what you need to do with your culture. This is what you need to do when you walk into your store. Like, I don't care if it's an auto zone yeah. or a so Riley. First, first and foremost, you have to take responsibility. <laughs> right. Right. Like our behavior is nothing more than a choice, Jay. Right. Like all the shit that I've, I gave as examples before, 
All those things have actually happened to me. Right. I've had all that shit, right? I've had all of those things happen to me throughout my life. And then all of a sudden I realized as I became an executive, as I became a business owner, and what I believe is as a, you know, a successful entrepreneur is that I realized that life happens for me. Right. You know? And that I have a choice, wow. right? To see the gifts. I have a choice to show up and be my best. I have a choice to smile and I have a choice to be frustrated or pissed off. And I can tell you right now, I almost never pick frustrated. And I can tell you right now, I never pick pissed off. Like, really? Now, it doesn't mean that don't take, don't mistake my kindness for weakness, right? Like right. I'm strong, present, and capable, right? Like I'm highly competitive. I'll dip the shoulder, run the ball up the middle all day long. Right. But I'm the guy that's going to stand on your throat with a smile. Right. Because I choose to be happy because here is the most important thing for us to realize as executives, as CEOs, as owners. If we believe that our culture is being threatened, we are the last line of defense. Right. We're the ones threatening it. Right. So you have a choice to show up. But here's the thing that is critically important. Write this shit down, by the way. Culture duplicates in its likeness, right? So if it's just you, Jay, if there's one of you, two of you, three of you, four of you, whatever it might be, or 500 of you, right. you are duplicating in your likeness. If your culture's broken, you're broken. Go to work. Like, go to work. And just take responsibility. When you see that guy in the mirror, take responsibility because your culture is a direct byproduct of you. 100%. So powerful. And if you're going to tolerate that shit with you, then it's going to bleed down and your team's going to tolerate that. Right. Right. Your team, no matter what, is in oftentimes, and I would say the majority of the time is going to fall a bit short of the owner. Right. A bit short of the CEO. And you can't expect to have a thriving culture if the CEO is an asshole. Right. Or if she shows up in a bad mood. Right. Or they're unwilling to participate. Right. Like yesterday, dude, I'm out of town for the next two and a half weeks. I got a new brand coming to market, all kinds of stuff happening, some great travel, investing in watering the gardens in my personal life, which is wildly uh, important. I didn't do that for a long time. For sure, right. And what I know is that yesterday I dedicated like four hours, four and a half hours. I wasn't quite prepared for it, but I took our top performers boating yesterday. Really? And an hour we're settling in, dude. And two hours into this thing, bro, it was like, oh shit, this is why we do it. Right. To like when we're cleaning my boat together and we're at the marina last night, dude, and it's dark and the and dude, literally you can barely see and people are hugging me, dude. Like, I am so grateful that I work for a guy like you. I'm honored to be on here. Like, thank you for treating us like this. I haven't been on a boat since I was eight years old. Wow. And you're like, you sit back and go, bro, we take that shit for granted. For sure. Or I jump in a car with you, dude. We jump in a badass high horse powered sports car. We, you know, we all like, we get together because we've, we have this byproduct right. that gives us a ton of choices. And I think at times we forget how impactful it is when you build equity with your team that we got to remember oh. what it was like for us. Right. And so when you really want that kind of culture, you got to invest real thoughtful time. Don't buy, just don't buy people shit. You can't just pay like paying people a bunch of money or, or acting like you can, uh, you know, kind of do anything that you want or go, go uh, have a great company party or, you know, write big checks or high five people like, no, do be thoughtful right. and participating and you yield such a crazy result. And so I focus on times in which I call them like building equity with my team, which in truly builds my culture. It helps me duplicate in my likeness by how I treat you, whether you're a line cook for me, a barista, a bar back, a bartender a concierge, a server, a busser, a dishwasher. It doesn't fucking matter to me. You're on my team. Like you're wow. on my team. You're believing in my vision. And you show up every single day for me. And so I recognize you. And so some of the things I do, right? That's one of them. The next thing I do is, 
Every time I walk into my business, I say hi to everyone, no matter what. Really? And when I leave, I say bye. Owners don't do that. Right. Owners don't recognize everyone. And owners come in, they're, they're too busy. They're on their computers. They're on their phones. They're moving quick, bro. Every fucking time I walk into my business, I say hi to every single person who works for me. And every time I leave, I say bye to as many people as I possibly can. That's huge. No matter what. Oftentimes it makes me late for other meetings. But dude, again, it's priority. It's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Like non-negotiable. And I never walk through the back door, bro. Wow, really? I drive through the parking lot. I circle the parking lot. You might, those people that already know, like yeah. I, I, par, I circle around my shit because that cursory, cursory, right? I want right. to see what's up. I walk through the front door just like the guest every single time. And I never forget why we're there. Right. Every time. That, that's yeah. so powerful, man. I, <laughs> yo, I'm going to go back and listen to this because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's so important because there's so many businesses out there that just, or business owners, managers, even small team managers that just yeah. don't give a shit about their people. Yeah. But the thing about their people is just a way to make money. Yeah. You're, 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 you're filling up my bank account. Sure. I don't really care. You don't really have to talk to me. I know an individual that I'm really close with that hundred percent feels that way. Yeah. And to so much, he would open up a podcast that he believes you should be an asshole. Like that's yeah. just, we're so different yeah. that I can't even, it Listen, doesn't even. It's, it's not for everyone, but right. if you want to build a brand, if you want to build a culture, right. then dude, you need a recipe that is really thoughtful right? and strong, right? Like, like I mentioned, like, dude, I'm not a pushover, right? right? You, you already like my expectations for excellence are exhaustingly high, right? Right. But I also know it's why I tell people, like, I understand that my pressure is a lot and that it's constant, which is the same reason why I invest in my people the way I do. It's the same reason why I bring guest speakers and opportunities and whether that be yoga, personal trainers, nutrition, opportunities, the ability to contribute through our community initiatives, to partner with other initiatives. That's why I do a lot of those things because I understand that I'm relentless and pressuring in my pursuit. Damn, that's huge. Yeah. Like don't, don't, don't lower your standards to become more collaborative, right? Become more collaborative so that your standards can be higher for sure. That your outcome and your output can be greater. It's a winning culture. Totally. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it's created like, and it, and it just starts, it's really important for, for listeners too. And it starts from the beginning yeah. and it starts from the top down. Yeah. And it starts from the first brand, because if you would have created a brand that, and, and just for listeners that are trying to like be, be yeah. conscious of this, yeah. if you're creating a brand and, and you need to check yourself, if you're starting to create something that yeah. is not, yeah, yeah. because you, you know, TMG has been able to be uber successful because of that first Totally. Brand. It started from the beginning. And, and here's something that's important to know. Your team and your guests will sniff you out, bro. They can, like, oh, they'll they, know you're a fraud. Oh, yeah. And in today's market, like you can also just be an asshole that just rotates through people or under the toughest labor conditions of our lifetimes. Right. You can create a culture and an environment where people walk resumes into you. Right. Which is not happening right now. This was yesterday. I had a gal stop me. I was standing with my business partner, Tyler Stokes, who's an absolute badass and complete culinary wizard and thought partner. He's incredible. Partnered on my restaurants with us, obviously, he and I. And we get done with the conversation. I see these two gals. And I said nothing more to them than, it, than like, hey, how was, how was brunch? And like, oh, it was awesome. She goes, are you Michael McHenry? And I said, yeah. And she goes, hey, I just started following you on Instagram. But I got to tell you, that experience inside was awesome. She's like, I've worked at this restaurant, worked at this restaurant. I currently work at this big name. It was a Cheesecake Factory. And she said, I was sitting in there with my manager. And I told my manager and I pointed you out and I said, I'm going to go work for him. And I said, oh, really? And she, and what did she say to that? She said, I'll give you a recommendation. 
And I go, oh, that's interesting. She goes, why? She goes, because she knows I want to be a part of a culture like that. Sure. Literally, she said that verbatim, word for word, really? her name's Ashley. And I really hope that Ashley at some point hears this or she joins our team. We can circle back and talk about it at some point. Right. Because right now, today in our business, we go, oh, I need culture. I need success. I need viability. I need staffing, right? And, and my reason for articulating this last bit is that give people a reason to work in your brand and in your culture, and even for some in your business. Like what reasons are you giving people to buy in and be a part of what you're doing? Right. It, that, that's <laughs> huge, man. Because I mean, like enough said, right? Yeah, like totally. freaking mic drop because it's, yeah. it's so important because it's so funny because people wonder why can I not hire anybody? Yeah. Why does no one want to work for me? And then it's like, dude, you have a shit ton of employees and like people are kind of coming in droves to, yeah. to work for you guys. And it's just, it's the culture. People, people want to be cared for. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, dude. There are certain specialty positions, you know, chefs, chef de cuisines, right. certain That's bartenders. Tough. Those are a more artful position. But right. when the majority of your culture, like your quote unquote, like your staff, right? That big team, your servers, your hosts, your, your service teams. That's where I feel like most people struggle and we win. Right. We win in that space because we give those, those reasons and those purposes. For sure. So another uh, question I got is what is, is there anything in the future you can say for the TMG group? Yeah, man, of course. Listen, dude, that's what we do, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so we're a few weeks out. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but um, we're bringing our newest brand to market right now, which is called Pica Rica Americana Barbecue. Pica Rica okay. stands for rich and delicious. It's our take on Central Texas barbecue, married right? With some Mexico city influence. So this is fresh tortillas and uh, smoked brisket, barbecue moles, fresh salsas, great sides, alotes, beans, rice. Sounds so good. And so dude, what can make what I believe is like true brisket, right? Like my partner in this, and I have several, but my partner and thought partner here, Jason Neely, when we were going through a tasting together, those that know or may not know about brisket, right? There's right. the bark and there's the brisket. The bark is the outside char, you know, yep. from, from, uh, smoking. He goes, eh. I said, Tim, I go, how long have you been working on the brisket? And he goes, I've been working on the bark for 15 years. I said, bro, really? Wow. He goes, yeah. And I took a bite and I'm like, <laughs> this is like a boat race, bro. Like right. no one can compete with this. And we put it in our type of environment. And so we've had this vision going for a few years and uh, we're going to take it, man. And the only way I think you make brisket taste better is if you put it in a tortilla, right? Because I feel okay. like everything's better in a tortilla. Everything. And so really excited to come out and reintroduce that sacred conversation with a pit master, dude, to meet meat cutters and really understand their passion for what you're about to eat and put it in a kick-ass TMG environment that makes you feel like you need to be seen. So awesome. And so really excited for that. That's opening in St. George here within the next two months. It's going to be a hot spot right in the heart of the city, dude. We're literally on 25th and Main. So it's like St. George oh, yeah. Boulevard and Main Street. For sure. It's going to be a total heavy hitter. We're going to make all of our own sausages in-house, all of our own. Dude, tortillas are coming off the Kamal, just like our old Costa Vida days. I love it. So you're going to get these fresh tortillas rolled out to you. Brisket that's going to blow your freaking mind, dude. dude and, I love brisket. And dude, it's literally creating what I believe is going to be like the most disruptive smoke show in the business. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> so that's yeah, next. And then, you know, beyond that, dude, Sunday's best and the, and the models ahead. I think we've really done a good job with our 1.0, but our 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and now our 5.0, oh, yeah. and meaning in terms of locations and just opportunity, like we continue to raise the bar 
the stuff that's that's following uh, Sunday's best, and we have several opening over the course of the next uh, year and a half, uh, is going to blow your fucking mind. But I can't wait. <laughs> just gonna, I can't you're wait. literally, you're going to go, oh, like Utah, Utah hits hard. Really? Yeah, and these guys wait. are from where? These guys are from Salt Lake. Right. Like the country is like, they're going to be blown away. But I cannot wait. I'm, I'm Thank so you, much looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, you know, wrap cool. this up. One yeah. last question I sure. got for you. I ask Yo. everybody this. All right, bro. Success is what to you? What, do you? what is success to you? What does success mean? It's, it's super simple for me, dude. Championing others to their full potential. I don't really give a shit about all the other things. I really care about helping people become their best version on a daily basis because that makes me show up to be my best. That's success to me. That's powerful. And I don't care if that's you being a father, dude, a leader, whatever that is in your world. For a long time, dude, I wasn't a great dad. I was a good provider. Right. I'm a fucking great dad now. I, I really show up for that. And so a big part of just championing others to their fullest potential is also recognizing where you have gaps. Right. And so success to me, dude, is just maximizing potential I love for that, myself man. and others. No, thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. Where can people find you at? It's easy, dude. Just Michael McHenry. Boom, where right the attention there. is verified. Got that, right? got that blue check mark. I, just, I tell people, dude, when it comes to like where the attention is, it's simple, dude. Just message me on Instagram. I can't guarantee you that I will follow, like get to your DM, but I can promise you that if you DM me more than once or twice or three times, I'm probably right. going to see it, but just at Michael McHenry. And, um, and if that's socially, and if you want to catch me, just head in one of my dining rooms, dude. I'm there every single day. Yeah, I, yeah. I know that. I see you yeah. all the time. But man, thank you yeah, so, likewise. it means so much to me. I know how busy you <laughs> yeah, are. Bro. You know, it, re it really means a lot that you drove up here. I'm so grateful you. for you. I've learned a ton. I cannot <laughs> wait for this to air. Yeah. Just, man, appreciate you. Dude, Michael much love to you, you, Jay. Man, so fun to come back full circle after so many years. I didn't know you back then. I just knew your family. I appreciate the opportunity that, that you shared this space, that you create this space for us to be able to share you know, a bit of our story and our journeys and, and, and hopes that that really helps encourage other people to, to be their best. Amazing, man. All right, man. Much love. You. Cheers. Sure. Thanks for listening to the Culture Camp Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, leave a five-star rating on your podcast player and share this episode with your team.